Hey, good morning. Seven minutes after 10 o'clock, and if you just joined us, it's Think Tank Thursday. Uh, we've got Ron Calzone coming up. The political side of the Second Amendment Preservation Act being rejected by a federal court. Uh, the legal side of that will be with Dave Rowland. Uh, we chatted with him briefly yesterday about this. Um, my understanding is, after having chatted with the Secretary of State, he believes that the Attorney General is, in fact, uh, going to appeal this, may have already done so, I don't know, but we will try and find out. In the meantime, one of the things that I really, really dislike is paying rent on something I've purchased. We do that with our real estate, we do that with our cars, farm animals, farm equipment, uh, boats, planes, everything you can think of, of value, the state of Missouri charges you for owning. I mean, why would you tax somebody for owning a car that never goes on the road? It doesn't even begin to make sense. So the Senate's been looking at this personal property tax issue, and David Stokes has been looking at the Senate. He's going to tell us what's going on. David, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Gary. Great to be on the air with you, my friend. Please tell me that the Senate is going to get rid of this stupid law. It doesn't look like it. And, oh. and it looks like the Senate is reconsidering a number, a number of, of tax cuts that have been proposed that they gave initial, initial approval to. And I'm, and I'm in agreement that some of these things do need to be reconsidered in regards to the sales taxes. And we can get into that in a moment. But Post-Dispatch had an article the other day, and I'm sure other papers around the state have, have carried a similar article about how certain certain personal property tax-related proposals and certain sales tax-related proposals that were, to various ways, tax cuts, some some of them in a general way and some of them for very specific things, are being reconsidered by the Senate due to the, the very large cost fiscal notes attached to them. And that's so that's the debate. We've got, we've got personal property tax cuts that are going to phase out how much you pay on your car over time, uh, reducing the assessed valuation you pay on it and phasing it out after 10 years. And then you've got individual sales tax exemptions for things like uh, guns and ammunition, uh, groceries, diapers, feminine hygiene products. And that, too, had originally been passed by the Senate and is being reconsidered. And, and I think those, especially the sales tax ones, are the ones that need to be reconsidered because as as much as any individual argument for those products, you certainly understand how maybe you, you could have diapers be tax-free. The more you start exempting individual products from these consumption taxes, the higher the consumption tax has to be on everything else. And I think that's just moving in the wrong direction. Well, it, it doesn't... Here's what I see. I see a lot of cars in the state of Missouri that are licensed out of state. And I know they're not supposed to be, and I know they're given X number of uh, days to register their car if they move here from out of state. But the fact is, I know people who are registering their cars out of state because they don't want to have to pay rent on the car. So Absolutely. They're not only Absolutely, not, Gary. That happens all the time. So they're not only not getting the revenue from the personal property tax, but they're not paying the license plate fee. They're, uh, you know, if they buy the car out of state, uh, they're not getting the sales tax. They're also hurting uh, automobile dealerships with this. 
my wife vowed not to buy a new car as long as we're in Missouri. She absolutely will not pay that tax, or at least, you know, not the high tax. She'll buy something used and and uh, see if she can save the money. And frankly, uh, you know, what's the, with the value of used cars over the course of the last year and a half, this tax has gotten outrageous. It has, and, and Gary, that's why one of the things we are strongly supporting in Jefferson City is is changes to the law to require the personal property taxes to roll back when assessments go up. And that was a sort of a, an oversight, a loophole, because when the Hancock Amendment was first passed, you just always assume personal property values would decline. Now there are bills introduced to to do that to it. I think we should go further than that. Don't, We've we've written a lot about property taxes at the Show Me Institute, and the way the way I sort of feel about it generally is, uh, I think there are a lot of benefits, and there are certain downsides to property taxes too. But this whole the use of it with cars and farm equipment, people don't realize it's far more than just cars. Farmers pay a ton in personal property on livestock and grain and tra- tractors and farm equipment. Uh, businesses like the automobile plants in the state spend a fortune on the factory equipment that they have in there to employ people. So moving that towards more of a tax on land and buildings, I think, is better. And having less of it or none of it on cars and boats and farm equipment, uh, I think that's in the right direction. Uh, I try not to pitch this to people as a tax cut, though, because the Hancock Amendment is pretty clear that if you lowered the tax on cars and boats and farm equipment, taxing districts would in, would be allowed to raise the rates on real estate and, ho- and houses and buildings. But I think that trade-off would be worth it. I think, for as you said, people in Kansas City and St. Louis, there are, and the, you know, Branson, Cape, any anywhere along a state line, there's plenty of people who are registering their cars just over that state line in Kansas or Arkansas or Illinois to avoid that tax. So I think I think that's a real good move for the state to to phase that out and depend a little more on on the land and the building. And somebody has to go out, David, every year and research the value of everything that moves. You got to research the value of cattle and horses, cars, uh, and who knows how many years of cars and motorcycles and boats and airplanes. They got to put that all together so they can com- compute the tax. Then I got to buy all that stationery, pay the postage, mail out the bill. I mean, it just isn't an efficient way to raise money. Uh, and, and not you know, at all. Not at all. And well, you and I may disagree a little bit about the real estate tax because I think that's a terrible idea too. You know, if if the marketplace or the economy, uh, you know, it has all these vicissitudes where it swings to good or bad. We all have to make changes in the way we spend our money. Well, the government should too. So if a sales tax is less, you know, dependable, that's okay. Because the economy's not always dependable. But that's another story. We got we got to move on because we're running out of time and, and you brought two topics to the table. Another one that, that really made me crazy, uh, incentivizing TV series and movies. Uh, to come to the state of Missouri. Why? Why should I have to pay for that? You shouldn't. This is this one borders on the, the uh, infuriating uh, in Jefferson City that the, the film tax credit that we had in Missouri trying to incentivize movies and TVs 
to come here. It didn't work. We actually got, how often do you get rid of a government program because it failed? Well, 10 years ago, Missouri got rid of the film tax and TV tax credit because it wasn't working. It wasn't bringing enough businesses here to justify it. And it was just a subsidy from taxpayers of Missouri to Hollywood. It, and we faced it. We got rid of it. And God bless them for doing so. But for some reason, this year, there's all this momentum to bring it back. And it seems to be scheduled to pass. For the life of me, I cannot figure out why ordinary Missouri taxpayers are supposed to subsidize the film and TV industry because we know, despite the supporters of it will claim it's going to grow jobs and grow the economy, it will not. The government is not capable of predicting the future and predicting this level of central planning. If, if it did, then communism would have worked. We can't central plan like this, yet for some reason they're supporting these film and now this new entertainment tax credit, which is for one business in St. Louis County, one business is getting a tax credit that looks like it's going to pass. And it's just so infuriating because there's plenty of evidence that says this does not work. Yet in Jefferson City, they seem to be they seem to be going along with it so far. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be proven wrong in the end. Man, I hope so, because it doesn't seem fair to me that other taxpayers have to make up the difference. Frankly, if Hollywood had any brains at all, they'd move here anyway, because the taxes here, even at full hit, are going to be a lot less than they are in California. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and we've got testimony up on all these subjects Uh Film tax credits, this new entertainment tax credit. We've got blog posts and testimony up at showmeinstitute.org. That's the place to go to find out what's going on in the state of Missouri. David Stokes, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Gary. And last thing, 10 seconds, we're, our summer intern program has been launched. So if you know a young person interested in a summer internship at Show Me Institute, all the information's at the website. Okay, great. A lot of young people ought to get involved in that. All right. David, thank it. you. Thanks, Take care. Gary. Appreciate the time. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Got a bunch of messages that have come in from GaryNolan.com. We'll go through those. Then uh, Ron Calzone, the political side of the Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, a response uh, from a federal judge in Kansas City. Dave Rowland is going to be with us. Wow. Well, think Tank Thursday. 21 minutes after 10 o'clock. And uh, MoFirst.org, uh, Mo uh, that would be uh, Ron Calzone, a.k.a. Cazzone. He's going to be on board to talk about the uh, political side of this decision uh, by a federal judge uh, to uh, try and kill the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, on appeal, I'm confident that it will stand up. It will be uh, upheld. But in the meantime... His concern is what the legislature might do. We'll chat with Ron at about 10.35. In the meantime, let me get caught up. I got a bunch of messages here uh, that came in through GaryNolan.com. You want to send me a message? You don't have to sign up for anything. There are no cookies, no nothing. You just send no nothing. No nothing. My, my parents spent a fortune on my education. No nothing. Uh, there's <laughs> the, Anyway, let me move on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rick, uh, General Motors has issued a recall for C8 Corvettes due to transmission control module issues. Sounds like the problem you're having with your Corvette. Yes, it does. Uh, and I uh, thank you very much, Rick. I, uh, I saw there's another guy that had the same problem. It took them two months to get him a new transmission because apparently they can't rebuild those. 
So there you go. Uh, Bruce says, uh, Gary, please do not let the Senate off the hook with the personal property tax. With the new pot tax they have rolling in, they can stop the extortion tax. It's exactly what the personal property taxes are, extortion. Uh, you pay what I tell you to pay me, or you don't get that piece of paper from the Department of Revenue to get a license for your vehicle. Uh, Joshua, Governor Parson, uh, the Missouri Republican Party, uh, following uh, the Chinese farmland debacle, are now going on trade shows overseas and touting German and European investment in Missouri. These criminals are just replacing one poison with another. All right. Uh, Bill says the Nation News or National News, um, the National Desk is the one he said, apparently. Uh, American Free Press does a pretty good job on the news. If you're looking for a source of news, these are different sources that uh, listeners like. Uh, David says, I live in Kansas uh, I lived in Kansas a couple of years. Vehicle license plates are much more expensive in Kansas than in Missouri. In fact, Kansas authorities are upset that some of their residents near uh, Missouri are registering their cars in Missouri to avoid Kansas taxes. Kansas taxes. Uh, I don't think they are. Uh, and I don't know. Anybody out there want to talk, comment on this? Uh, is Kansas charging uh, several hundreds of dollars for license plates? Because that's what the taxes are uh, on the average car here. Four or five hundred bucks a year. I don't think Kansas is charging that much for license plates. Uh, and I know on cars that are more expensive, it gets outrageous. So if you're familiar with, the, with what they charge in Kansas, let me know. Because uh, I'd be curious. Um. I, I don't um, ordinarily uh, want to bother Hannah. I know she's multitasking right now, but have you ever lived in Kansas? Thank God I have not. Okay, so you wouldn't know. Um, have you ever heard of how much they charge? I mean, has anybody ever said, you know, it's four or five hundred bucks a year for license plates? I have never heard that, but that does not mean much. Okay, well, somebody out there knows. Somebody out there who's, who's lived there. Uh, can fill us in. In the meantime, 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572. President Biden wants to propose a 25% minimum tax on U.S. billionaires. He also wants to raise the capital gains tax. You got a social program that is an abysmal failure. It's financially unstable. And he wants to tax the rich even though we know that the, the, the top 10% uh, of income earners in the country pay something like 90% of the taxes the federal government gets. Those numbers aren't exact, but they're pretty dramatic and in, in, in that direction. And yet he wants to raise those taxes more. But let me tell you what happens when you raise the capital gains tax. You raise the capital gains tax, you kill investments. You know, I could take my money out of the so-so... Uh, uh, corporation, put it over here where it'll do the most good. Uh, they got an IPO and I can get in on this. But if I do have to pay this monumental task, I'm just going to leave the money alone. It perverts the marketplace. Uh, on the uh, license plate fee in Kansas, I think that's what Steve is on board with. Steve, good morning. How are you? Hey, Gary. Um, you know, them. I mean, the Missourians may 
be complained about that, but if those people have a place in Missouri and a place in Kansas, well, wherever their license is is registered at, their driver's license, they have a right to get plates from that. I live, I have a place in Iowa. I pay taxes, uh, property taxes, which are way higher than Missouri. But in Missouri, they charge you not only for the land, but for your car, for your hay, for your cows, for everything. You know, the, the, they and in Iowa, the property tax is just for your house and land. It's not for everything else. And so I have a driver's license still in Iowa, and so that's where I get my tags. If I had a Missouri driver's license, and, and, but then my, tax, my um, taxes would go way up in Iowa if I had a Missouri license. Wow, that's Make bizarre. Do, we, do you have any idea what the tax, what, how much it costs to put license plates on a car in Kansas? Um, well, then I can tell you in Iowa, you know, for an older truck, it's probably $35. You know, for an older truck, like, let's say, 20 years old. Um, and the tags aren't that bad, but the property tax is. But in Missouri, they charge everything's a property tax. They want to know how much hay you got, how many cows you got, how many tractors you got. They charge you for all that BS. And, yeah. and they don't in Iowa, but they have higher land tax in Iowa. Yeah, and it's just a perversion that the governments do in every state. They don't want you to easily compare the cost of living between, say, Missouri and Kansas or Iowa or any place else. So somebody will have a higher real estate tax, somebody will have a sales tax, someone will have a personal property tax, someone will have an income tax. So you can't very well compare them. If everybody had a consumption tax and that was the only tax, you'd know in a heartbeat where you wanted to live. That's correct. And the states don't want that. They want as much yeah. confusion as they can give you. All right. And why is I mean, I know the governor of Iowa was ambassador, which is Terry Brandstead. We call him Braindead. But he was a Republican, but he was an ambassador to Iowa. So he would sell Iowa products, Iowa land to the Chinese. Why are these governors doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Just stay the hell out of the marketplace. You're the government. Your job is to right. protect me from my neighbors and protect all of us from the outside world. N not this. <laughs> all right. Steve, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I still don't know what it costs to get license plates on the average car in the state of Kansas, but I am looking here. What do we have? Lived in Kansas six or seven years ago. Plate fees there are equivalent uh, to the personal property tax. Some scam with different name, Iowa, is similar. So, Mike, what you're trying to tell me is that they're charging you four or $500 for license plates and, and more in Kansas? Uh, that's, that's outrageous, too. All right. Second Amendment Preservation Act, it's in the news. It passed. Uh, and, and it's been challenged. An Obama-appointed an Obama federal judge decided that it wasn't constitutional. I assure you it is. And upon appeal, I am confident that it will pass muster. But politically, what might happen? That's next on The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This 
is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 1035, and I've gotten some answers here on uh, Kansas. If you just joined us, we were talking about uh, the personal property tax here and license plate fees in Kansas. Somebody tried to tell me it costs as much to license a car in Kansas as the personal property tax here, and I, I couldn't believe that. Andrew said, I lived in Kansas for 28 years and moved to Springfield in 2005. Before 2005, license plate fees were $54 for my car per two years. Uh, so uh, pretty reasonable, if you ask me. And it was a fairly new car. So considerably cheaper than personal property tax every year. That's over a couple of hundred dollars per vehicle minimum. I have two vehicles, 2012 and 13, and my wife and I pay almost $400 annually. Yeah, that was my point. I didn't think it was going to be that expensive. Uh, Gary just heard your segment on personal property tax. Missouri residents uh, that intentionally have out-of-state plates to avoid paying the personal property tax or essentially rent uh, on their vehicles just wanted to make the point that businesses have been doing it with their fleet vehicles, too. And then lists an example that I'm not going to give out on the air. Russ, thank you. Glad to have you on uh, on the Gary Nolan Show. You want to send me a message, you can do it. Go to GaryNolan.com. Pop up right here in studio. So the Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, which uh, Ron Calzone and I and others have been in favor of, uh, has been rejected by a federal judge, an Obama-appointed judge, uh, out of Kansas City. We are of the impression, and I'm, uh, I'll find out if Ron knows better, but we're of the impression that the Attorney General is going to appeal this, ask for a stay at the federal level, uh, at the uh, appeals court, uh, and uh, that eventually it will probably pass muster. But there is a political response. Politicians often get engaged in knee-jerk reactions, and Ron wants to chat a little bit about that. Ron, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm doing quite well, as a matter of fact. And actually, I have some breaking news with respect to just that. So the Attorney General, who is all over this did already file notice of an appeal yes. uh, yesterday, I believe that was. This morning at 8.30, there was already a telephone conference or a hearing held before the judge that issued the poor ruling at which they asked for a temporary stay, and the judge granted that stay. Yes. So the, the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act continues to be in force, you know, pending further litigation. Now, that, that might change, but uh, an appeal has been filed, and of course, to to properly file an appeal takes a little time. Um, I don't know that uh, any of the, I don't know that the Attorney General had any forewarning that this opinion would be coming down uh, on the 7th, but, um, you know, certainly you, you need more than just a couple of days to file uh, an appropriate appeal, but they have filed notice of appeal. And I've personally talked to, the, to Attorney General uh, Bailey, Andrew Bailey, and he is absolutely committed to taking this all the way to the Supreme Court. And I think we'll prevail on this. I really well, do. you know, interestingly, I don't know if you noticed um, Judge Knapp yesterday uh, opined on this. You know, Judge, Judge Napolitano, for those who aren't familiar with one of our favorite uh, judicial analysts, he said, this is one of the worst judicial opinions I've ever reviewed in the modern era. And, and he went on to say, if this judge were a student of mine at one of the three law schools, he, he was on the faculty, he said he would have flunked. Well, so it's a it's a very and I'm sure Dave will go into more details about exactly why it's poor. But, um, yeah, we have every reason to believe. First of all, let me say this. 
You know, this this has been a you know a long, long project. You know, we we first introduced this bill in in, in 2013. It it passed in 2013 when there was a Democrat governor, and the governor vetoed the bill. Uh, we failed to override the veto by just one vote in the Senate, and you know then we came back year after year after year and finally passed it again in 2021. Frankly, we had to wait for some you know certain uh, members of the General Assembly to term out, which speaks uh, to term limits, by the way. And, and then in 2021, we're able to actually pass it again with, with a governor that was favorable and signed it. Uh, so this has been a long-term project, and it is not just about the Second Amendment. This project is about the Tenth Amendment and about what states, uh, you know, some of the rights that states reserved of them, unto themselves, which are everything that's not specifically enumerated to the federal government. And, and so it's nice to, for me to find out that we have a new attorney general that understands that, and he's made public statements about the fact that this is not just about gun rights. Well, you know, what I want to do, Ron, is I'm going to save that for Dave Rowland, and I agree with you, but you had another legitimate concern uh, that scared the snot out of me, Uh, and that would be the legislature's response to this. Right, and I I said all that to make this point, that, that we need to make sure that our representatives, our state reps, and our state senators understand that this is part of the whole plan. We want a, a federal appellate opinion on this. We want this to advance to a federal appeals court and eventually, hopefully, this, to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. And they need to, to hold their fire. They don't, this is not uh, a loss yet. This is just part of the overall plan. They might, be, they might have um, temptations to say, See, we told you so. Some of the Democrats are already saying that. We told you so. This is unconstitutional. And an attempt to fix it while there's still session left. You know, we're only halfway through the legislative session. And so, and, and there's a few Republicans, frankly, that didn't like SEPA. And um, even if they voted for it, they would only did so because they recognized that they would be, uh, it wouldn't go well with their constituents at home. And, and they have been behind the scenes wanting to undermine and, you know, by um, altering and, and repealing portions of SEPA that would weaken it. And, and some of them may use this as their excuse to do so. And so, you know, what I wanted to say more than anything today is, is that this is just the first round legally. And there's a long way to go legally. And Missouri needs to stand its ground. And, and we need to make sure that uh, you know, citizens need to make sure that their representatives know that they expect them to be as stalwart as A.G. Bailey is being and, and let this work through the courts before they try to mess with uh, you know, any fixes that aren't really necessary because nothing's broken. So they would look at, his, uh, uh, at the judge's decision and say, well, here's what we need to do to get it uh, to pass muster with that judge. Uh, and then they would weaken the Second Amendment Preservation Act. That's exactly right. And understand that, you know, Judge, this is Judge Brian Weens, and he's out of the picture now. I mean, essentially. He, he gets to rule on this temporary uh, stay, and he's ruled appropriately on it. But, you know, after that, it goes to the Court of Appeals, and it's going to be a different three-judge panel. And so there's no, no reason to try to make this judge, and this, as Judge Knapport points out, very poor opinion have any bearing on what we do legislatively. 
Well, it, you know, it is what legislators do. Uh, they, they constantly uh, respond with knee-jerk reactions. Um, and, and I've seen this at the federal level as well as the state level. Uh, and they end up just screwing the pooch. Um, it, it just it never gets better. That's that's exactly right. And and you know my warning today you know today for your listeners is to stay engaged, watch, and make sure. In fact, I would be proactive, and I would just simply uh, call my legislator, email however you contact your legislator, and and tell them they expect them to to continue to support the people's right to keep and bear arms, their right to self defense. And, and stay uh, strong and let this litigation work through the process. Points well made, Mr. Calzone. If somebody listening to the program wants to know what's going on in the state capitol, where would they get information from you? They might go to mofirst.org. Mofirst.org. Sounds, sounds like a good idea. Ron, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Gary. All right, buddy. Take care. Ron Calzone, MoFirst.org. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Up against the clock, got to take a quick break. We got more information on the Kansas uh, license plate question. We'll get to that. Una momento. Dave Rowland uh, with a whole host of topics that you are really going to want to pay attention to because, well, many of these topics affect you including the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10.50, 10 minutes to 11. Dave Rowland be with us about quarter after 11. In the meantime, I'm getting more and more information on Kansas. Apparently, Kansas has a personal property tax, too. Uh, Mike just sent me a message, personal property tax in Kansas. Gary, this is one of those things you hear about all the time, just is not true. Kansas has personal property tax on vehicles. Google it. Also, my brother has houses in both states. The big difference is that in Kansas, if you sell a used vehicle uh, privately, not traded in, you don't get a sales tax credit on the difference. Now, the rate of the personal property tax, I don't know. Most of personal property tax goes to schools. Which I think is unfair to those of us with no kids. You're absolutely right. Uh, Rick says the same thing in Kansas. You buy your tags when you pay your personal property tax. So it's just another one of those states that has the same goofy personal property tax. It needs to go away. I know that the state legislature, I know a lot of state legislators listen to the program. And I'm telling you right now, you find a way to get rid of that personal property tax and you're going to get reelected. And it's going to be a slam dunk. You can actually run on getting rid of the personal property tax. Just get rid of it and let every community find another way. Sales tax, whatever it is. But get rid of it. It's just stupid to make people pay rent for something they already own. Just really irritates me. Anyway... Court, is, uh, court upholds the First Amendment right to warn drivers of police ahead. Uh, Dave Rowland's going to talk about this. There's a, a, a guy that uh, was holding a sign, and, it, and the sign said, uh, uh, police are, you know, do, have an action, police ahead. Uh, apparently, they'd set up a, a DUI checkpoint. 
uh, and he was warning people. The police came by and said, hey, you can't do that. Took his sign. He made a bigger sign, went to a slightly different location, and that's when they arrested him. It's gone through the courts. We'll chat about the decision on uh, whether or not you could warn the cops. Uh, First Amendment uh, right uh, is what it is. Curious rise of a Supreme Court doctrine that threatens Biden's agenda. New York Times has a piece on this. Dave Rowland's going to jump into it with both feet. A Florida bill that would require bloggers who write about the governor or the legislators to register in the state. That makes me absolutely crazy, too. I don't know what the hell the Republicans are thinking, but that's just insane. And finally, a Trump lawyer admits to lying in 2020 uh, fraud claims. We'll cover that with Dave Rowland as well. Let me go grab some phone calls here. Alan is on the line. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Hey, bud. How are you? I uh, well, listen you. to you a lot. Talk to you a very few times. Hey, I saw something. I don't know if it was on Newsmax or what, but Texas is trying to build up the population. I'm pretty sure it was Texas. They said for every kid you have, we'll knock off 10% of your personal property tax. Texas doesn't have a personal property tax. Uh, uh, it, it was it was it was a southern state. It was I saw it on Newsmax on their feed on their clip. Uh, I'm not sure, but anyway, if Missouri could do something like that. Well, I, uh, I don't think Missouri should even do anything like that. They should just get rid of it. How many cars do yeah. you have, Alan? Uh, I have four, and I pay taxes on every damn one of them. Oh, my and God. The sad part about this is our little school district down there wanted to build a tornado shelter. Two of them, but they needed the bond to do it. A little town of liberal Missouri has about 700 people that have nothing. The school is a free lunch program for about 80%. Who's, who's paying for all that? All the farmers. All their personal property tax built all that. And everybody wants to know why the farmers are upset. Well, there's just not as many farmers. So, yeah, it was a big deal here a couple of years ago. As so well it should. As well it should. All, All right. right. Thanks, Alan. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Um, let, me, uh, let me do this because there is a, a apparently, I got two things here that I want to get to, and I'm hopefully going to get to them. Uh, One of them deals with jury nullification. And the reason I'm interested in jury nullification is uh, I got jury duty. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Sounds like fun. Do you know what jury nullification is? I do not. Okay. Suppose they uh, bring you in on a trial and they're arresting a guy because... Uh, he had some marijuana, and he sold some to uh, to a friend of his, and the police caught him. Okay. And they, they want to charge him with selling marijuana. You're on the jury, and let's say you're a libertarian. You might think, well, this law is not constitutional. <laughs> you might think the government doesn't have a right to tell me or anybody else what they can consume. It is their body. They show you compelling evidence. They've got video. This is the the guy with the marijuana is selling the marijuana to his friend. The police bust him. He's, he's definitely guilty of violating that law. 
but the law you believe is unconstitutional, so you vote not guilty. That's jury nullification. So it, it, you understand the concept, right? I mean, this yeah, goes yeah, back yeah. to early British law, frankly. Yep. I believe in jury nullification. Is that just because you have to serve jury duty? Or? No, I've always <laughs> believed in it, but I've never, uh, I've never had the, uh, you know, the opportunity to be a juror. My my guess is they're going to look at what I do for a living. And if I'm the prosecutor or the defense, I'm going to go back and listen to, you know, uh, parts of the program. Maybe even this. And then I'm going to say, I, I don't want this guy in my case. Um, so I, I don't think that I'll, uh, I think they'll reject me out of hand. You know, I'm really big into true crime shows yeah. right now. And so part of me thinks that being a juror would be really fun. Um, but I've heard from pretty much anyone who's ever had to do it that it is not fun and that I should be careful what I wish for. Yeah, it'll be my luck. It'll be some complex murder case. <laughs> um, and I'll be stuck for weeks listening on air. Brian Hansen will have to lead the Gary Nolan show. Well, somebody should, right? Um, all right, so... I don't, uh, I don't, I can't imagine, um, look at you going with those phones, uh, and I cannot imagine why anybody would want a, a talk show host unless it's the defense attorney and it's a drug charge. I, I there are so many stupid laws that, that don't, that should not be. Uh, I think I'd be a challenge. I don't. I don't think they're going to want me. I don't think you're going to miss but one day of me. We'll find out. Uh, Dave, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? How you doing, Gary? I'm well. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, jury nullification is one of these buzzwords they came up with to vilify individual actions and values. Um, I go back to the old uh, Booker T. Washington who said the three most important boxes in America are the ballot or the um, ballot box, the jury box, and the ammo box. They don't want strong individuals that can make their own decisions and hold them accountable. Yeah, uh, that's why I don't think they're going to pick me. I, I, I would bet my bottom dollar they go back and listen to archives of the show, uh, especially the prosecutor, and then they're going to say, no, we don't want them. Uh, I guess it's not even going to be that close. They're going to look at you, and you're a large white man who's successful. You're down. <laughs> All right. Dave, thank you for the call. All right, more on this over the uh, after the news on the Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.